You're listening to the Cheaper Than a Therapist podcast with Taisha and Taylor, where we talk a lot about nothing, but in a way that's highly entertaining. From dating life to family life, we cover it all. Welcome to the show. Okay, it's live. Yay. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. You missed your calling. Church choir leader. Here it is, nine o'clock at night. Oh my god, it's been a day. It has you been a, a day. Like this quarantine is for I need to get myself up and get myself dressed and make myself look presentable. And maybe I would feel better. I don't know. It's like my kids need structure. I should just send him back to the sitter because, like, he's not. I mean, they're still doing preschool at the sitter. Don't come at my sitter, Karen. Anyway, and I don't have that kind of time to, like, set their day and do all the things and give them that structure because I also have a job. And so they literally are just wild savages all day running around outside. My daughter literally is covered in whatever. I don't even know. She has two skin knees. She's walking with a limp. <laughs> I don't even what know why she she's her? walking with a limp. She said she hurt her foot at some point and she's like walking on the outside of it. Like she will not put, pressure like on the whole pad Mm -hmm. of her foot so she's walking Mm -hmm. on the outside yeah so it's just exhausting and my son doesn't want to listen I about put him a free sign on him and put him (laughs) by the road today because that's not what you were gonna say when you started that science (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh and yeah it's just whatever it's fine and I know people are like you shouldn't complain there's a million people in this world that would love to have children and can't Ah, then raise your hand I'll bring them over you would miss them when they look at you and say miss them yeah so it's it is literally an internal battle in my head in my mind it's like the same thing because all day and at some point I'm like my little my son who's one seriously thinks we communicate by yelling because I'm always yelling at them and nobody listens and then by the end of the night like my son is aware that like he has pushed me to the point that I don't even want to speak right now I just need you all to Mm -hmm. shut your mouths and so then he like comes up and gives me a hug and is like I love you mommy and I'm like yes I know I know you love me and you're I would be super appreciative if you would listen and not make me have to yell at you and all of the things and I love you and you're precious mm-hmm. and then it's like mommy I just can I just show snuggle? me you love me by listening can I just snuggle you yes but I'm still frustrated okay but I do love you yep come in come snuggle uh-huh. did you guys want to go to bed mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. How often do kids sleep in your bed? Um, it depends. The this week was bad, bad, and like at some point, sometimes they sneak in, and then you're like, "What? Where did you go?" <laughs> um, June was in it the first of the week. I don't even remember why she was bawling. Wyatt came in because he peed his bed. Then Wyatt came in another night because he had growing pains and was crying. Rub my leg, mommy. And then I said, no one is sleeping in my bed. If you come to my bed, 
I will walk you back to your bed. So guess what? The next night, Wyatt came to my bed. Three times I walked him back to his bed. Three times. 3.45. Mommy, is it wake-up time? Get to (laughs) bed. I will (laughs) let you know. Oh, sweet Jesus. And then I said out loud, Lord, just give me patience. And my sister said, the Lord isn't going to give you patience. He's going to give you opportunities to find (laughs) patience. And I was like... Deep. I know. I was like, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah. And then I say to myself, just send him back to the sitter. And then it's like, but then like nurses' kids go to the sitter. And then I'm, yeah. So, is it really that bad? Like, I can't, I can't do my job and parent my children. Do I put them at risk? What if one of them gets sick and I can't be in there because they got the COVID 19? And (laughs) is that, I mean, is that really something I should be concerned with? Because there's a lot of parents that have to send their kids to this. <laughs> you see, is this is a whirlwind of emotions. Whirlwind. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So I start a new job next week. Ah, we're um, We we're pregnant. No. <laughs> it's fine. How excited are you? Or is it just this week you're just trying to survive? You don't have time to be excited yet. No, I am really excited, mostly, (laughs) you know, because it's like a really, really busy time in my current job. And like to think that next week that's not going to be any of my problem is kind of really exciting. Mm -hmm. And I get to learn something new. I mean, I have (laughs) everyone's like, so what are you going to be doing? And I was like, no idea. Mm, I mean, (laughs) probably something I should have asked, but they weren't concerned. You like the company. You they like were, the people. You'll figure yeah, it out. They were, I was very transparent. They clearly didn't care. So here we are. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I have a lot of we Zoom calls time. next week. Uki. Yeah. So. We've talked about this, like as a seven, having to do training virtually is your worst. Oh, I know. Onboarding situation. <laughs> I just want to fly out there and give y'all a hug. Okay. High fives. Let's do this team. <laughs> Drink some brewskis. Yeah. Friendships are made after hours. Exactly. Hmm. And then my sister was over because she had to use my computer and my internet for some teaching something. And we watched Wine with DeWine because, you know, that's what you do. You get your state update. And Amy Acton, I don't know if any of you all not from Ohio know who Amy Acton is, but you should look her up. She literally comes on and it's the most soothing voice you could ever hear. Like... (laughs) Oh, the world is right. Dr. Amy Acton is going to tell us how we're all going to survive this. And someone posted one day that was like, if Amy Acton asked me to donate my kidney, I would do it for her. (laughs) And I was like, it's so true because she's just like, I mean, yeah. So this is going to last a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'll send you a clip of her talking. It is going to last a long time. Yeah. And... Nobody knows how we really reintroduce ourselves to life. They said masks are going to become, you know, kind of the norm. Like, is it Japan that does that now? Yeah. Sure. And large crowds, that's a that's a tricky one. That's probably not for a really long time. Um, ideally, if you can get yourself tested to know if you've already the had antibodies. it. Yes. Then, like, you can go mm-hmm. out and live your best life. I was like, give me the test. I mean, yes. Yes. But how long till that's widespread? Because I started doing that in California. I was reading an article on it today. Well, and they said that, like, 
as of right now, they really don't know how long the immunity lasts, like, because they, uh, you know, don't know anything about the virus, right? But they said they, I mean, it's more so for those that need to go back to work. And she was like, you know, if, if a doctor got it, made it through, is immune, like, mm-hmm. that's someone that obviously, essentially, we want back to work. We um, take their blood. Yeah, it's just a really Multiply interesting... You want me to sit here and not go to a concert all summer? I don't know what you people think. I was telling my sister, so right now I'm feeling super overwhelmed. Like just with everything, my children, my job, my life, everything. What would Tasha do in this moment? She would buy a plane ticket and go. So like, yep. Taylor would be like, hey, you want to go here? But I'd call Joe. Love you, Excuse honey. <laughs> um, I'm leaving. You'll figure it out, and that's what I would do. So I don't know what you what you all want me to do now. I can't even go so anywhere. You're being forced to stay in the discomfort. <laughs> I can't even go brunch for a day, you know, to forget. Not forget. It's not that bad. Yeah. To just you know, <sighs> we can't even hang out for a few hours and day drink and record. Yeah, like. <sighs> This is a whole new life that I'm just not okay with. <laughs> so, it's only and then they keep the talking about these new normals. And I was like, don't come at me with your new normals. Okay. Things were pretty good before. Okay. <laughs> but interesting. I got some cookies to send to my current customers. Like, as thank you. You guys are great. Mm-hmm. Miss ya. And Becky, cookies on demand. Shout out. Uh-huh. You guys need some cookies. <laughs> hit her up. So they had a trip to Italy, Venice, paid for in July. And I don't know if they did it through a travel agency or something Um, that's out there. They gave them the option, like, you can either get 100% refunded right now or you can wait. Like, it'll kind of go into a bank and then you'll get 100% of that money for you to, you know, rebook at any time. And so she said, like, at first, the lady was like, you know, just kind of wait it out. It's really not that bad. Um, You know, we're coming out of it. And she said two weeks ago, she called her um, and said that they should just get their money back because she said so many businesses that have been in business over a hundred years are just not able to reopen. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I don't want you to come out and see Venice like it is now because it's, it's not the Venice we want you to see. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, that's going to be us. There's so many, I mean, how long can you honestly, how long can our economy go like this before yeah, I mean, businesses aren't able to reopen. Mm-hmm. It's just a fine line I don't have the answer for. But it's really interesting to see both sides. And people get so passionate about one or the other. I'm like, why can't you all just, like, you know, hear both sides and be like, neat? <laughs> no? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, the thought of booking a ticket to Venice right now, <laughs> like, regardless of how quiet I'm not quiet. That's not the right word. But, like, that's what I'm struggling with. It's like, I need to, like, I'm in that same mode if I need to go somewhere and I want to go do something. But uh-huh. everywhere is going to be so devastated for a while. For oh, a long for while. Sure. But, I mean, how many hurricane places do we visit post-hurricane? It's fine. <laughs> I'm Usually we go the in the, business. the middle of their trauma season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when it's dangerous yeah. because it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For sure. Risk it for the business. <laughs> yeah 
goodness. So that's so where I'm at in quarantine. Is, we got a refund, and <laughs> it's burning a hole in my pocket. Delta, let's go. Yeah, we got dollars to book. Exactly. I think that Delta is going to be in a tough spot pretty soon. Too bad yeah. they didn't give me my cash. <laughs> I know. Did you see? Back. Um, like American Airlines posted all the positive tests that they've had from flight no. attendants and like two of them have passed away i was like oh, oh no. i can't wait. let's just share all the recovery statistics okay yeah i am just having a hard time like with not a hard time it just gets old what people post and share and like engage with like it's just all mm-hmm. so one-sided but any 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 news but any news <laughs> what else is new so nothing exciting you have a new job starting that's big. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. It's probably really loud. Um, yeah, new job in a pandemic. 2020, you're going to be a year for the books. So, that's fun. Can it so be So, I posted good? this video on your Facebook the other day. You did? That was the scene from Friends. You yeah. did? We talked about this. Yeah. Literally had whole conversations about it. Oh, Whereas Joey and Chandler. Been a long- oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it said, like, it was, like, when Joey and Chandler split up and moved apart and Joey was living on his own and they, Chandler comes back and he's like, so how are you doing? He's like, oh, it's good. Like, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this, and life is great, and it's good, it's good. And then it's, you know, and can't you just tell I need a hug <laughs> at the end? And so I posted that because <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is so us right now. And yeah. everybody in your family got concerned. Okay, Joe got concerned. Your sister it was wasn't- like... Yeah, my sister was like, <laughs> um, no, you have me. You're not lonely. And I was like, okay, super. Like, you're, it's not the same. I appreciate you and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for you. But like, I need, I need lots of people, lots of different people. And you come with two more group. kids. Not that that's the problem, but let's be real. Mm-hmm. You and I both know we need less kids. Just kidding. You know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. And then my husband's like, oh, are you feeling lonely? And I was like, no, I need more hugs. Hi, did you watch it till the end? Did nobody watch it till the end? I just need someone to give me a hug. And then. Like you can just read the comments. Yeah. Speaking of Amy Acton, she's like, so it might be weird. You know, you're going to see a lot of less handshakes and hugging in your future. And I was like, no, no, that's not how I communicate. It's true. Like I'm going to bring it in. I'm that person that's like, oh, like it still goes in for the hug. And I'm like, oh, everyone so, was else. Was that awkward? I mean, some lady Ooh. side-eyed me because I walked you close to her at Meyer the other day. Mm, yeah, like, for well, sure. weren't walking so slow. <laughs> so I just saw someone post on their Instagram story how they went out into public today to do all their errands and get groceries. And 80% of the people at the grocery store were wearing masks and gloves. And I was like, say what? Because around here, it's, like, maybe 20%. And mostly, like, older maybe. people. Yeah. There yeah, were a lot of wearing glo- masks when I went the other day. I was like, I don't even know where all y'all find masks. Like, I got gloves. I was really surprised at this point that they don't have all the workers wearing masks. Yeah, that did surprise me. I found a bunch of gloves from stuff. back in my day of breeding cows. I was like, should I be donating these? A part of me felt guilty. Maybe. And then I heard that you shouldn't wear gloves because then you just spread it even more. Well, like, that's what's annoying about a lot of people because I'll see them going into the store 
with their masks on and then they'll like or they're sitting in their car um and they'll like have their mask on and go in the store and come out and it'll be like they'll pull it down on their chin while they're unloading their groceries for example and with their dirty glove yeah yeah with their dirty glove like then you're like just you're breathing on top of the mask anyways and then yeah and then the gloves you're like oh well like i put them on when i go to the store and i'm like okay but then you get back in your car and, like, for the love of all things holy people, this does not mean that you take your gloves off before you get in your car and you throw them in the parking lot. Because if I see you doing this, <laughs> I will offer kindly to knock you out. <laughs> because it Just pisses once. me off how many masks and gloves I've seen. And then you see people taking off gloves and, like, you're not even doing it the right way. If you are, like, touching the outside of your gloves, it defeats the purpose. Like, you need to take it off like a nurse does or a doctor does. From mm-hmm. the inside, flip it inside out. For yeah. your mask, like you're not supposed to be reusing them for 72 straight days, like <laughs> throwing them in your car, setting them on the grocery cart while you're unloading, like whatever it is you're doing, just stop and figure out the right way to do it because it defeats the purpose entirely. If it's not snug fitting to your face, it's doing you no good. End rant. I, I saw say, but I'll stop there. a <laughs> company on Instagram go on a total rant about masks and how like certain materials like if you're making it with some fabric that you can see through you're doing nothing and quit trying mm-hmm. to do this for a profit and she she was very a angry ton of people selling them yeah and you yeah. should be well not the thing like there are gonna be a lot of the masks the homemade masks that people make that are, are gonna be useless but it's the thought like that they're doing it it's you know a lot of them will still be good um, but it has to have be the, the kind of fabric that you can wash in an extremely high temperature. And if you're yeah. washing them at home, like hand washing them because you made one and you can't put it, you know, yeah, scalding hot through the washer with some bleach, like it's not gonna do <laughs> any good. <laughs> My mom is like, I but I will like, I'm them. not going so. F- Go ahead, no you, you will I say. I was just saying, like I am not going so far. Like I have thought about you know you're supposed to take your shoes off when you get home before you go inside you're supposed to change your clothes when you get home you're supposed to wash all your groceries and like leave them sitting outside for three days and do all these things like the most like I need to do a better job I do a pretty good job of washing like with an alcohol wipe down my keys and my phone screen especially Mm -hmm. um but I probably could do a better job of like making sure I take my shoes off at the door and give them a good spray with some bleach spray or something like mm. that stuff I'm not good at but like the thought of having to wear a mask is really annoying <laughs> dude I'm, I'm just, claustrophobic like, in vain. <laughs> I can't even handle getting a facial like when they blow the hot air on your face I'm like nope mm-hmm. I'm out so to breathe in my own breath I exhaled <laughs> that's yeah. a tough one but also like I risk my <laughs> what we'll talk also talk about tonight potentially like my I read too much into people's faces express facial expressions and like nuances and what they're eyes say and their face says and like you know how they tighten their mouth or their cheeks or like whatever that looks like and the fact that I can't see people's faces scares me a little bit because usually I'm like okay like I can tell like that person's like angry stay away or this person's yeah or whatever it is like if you're walking in the store all you can see is their eyes which can still tell you a lot I was gonna say maybe you're just gonna have to start uh yeah reading eyes better well yeah I mean that's part of it but like and then I didn't even think about this but I saw the I saw. I want people to smile at me and tell me everything. I'm pretty. Yeah. Everything's gonna be okay. But I saw this girl had started making masks that have a window in them for saw. deaf people. I was like, "What am I doing with my life? I'm <laughs> doing so much good." Yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I need a job that is fulfilling. <laughs> but maybe yeah. that's my new uh, one. 
one will never know. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I mean, I'll figure it out sooner or later. I think you'll do great. You're such Every a good step friend. forward is a step on the path to success. <laughs> <sighs> or something, okay. whatever. Sound good in my head. Yeah. <laughs> solid attempt. <laughs> so, Is that yeah. not motivating enough for you? Oh, you lost me at the mm, or something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll do better. If I'm being honest. So yeah, here we are. Let's talk about attachment behaviors. <laughs> attachment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other day, I listened to this podcast while I was trying to find kitten milk replacer at three different stores because that's my life now. And it was on attachment styles and how it can affect relationships. And it was extremely, extremely interesting to me, this podcast. And it referenced a book. So, of course, I call Tasha afterward. I'm like, hey, can you research this so we can talk about it on the podcast? Because this is very interesting to me. So, quick synopsis of what it is. Attachment styles, like, determine how you um, feel in relationships. Whether it's, like, romantic or I think it can also be applicable otherwise. But essentially, there's secure, there's anxious, there's avoidant, and then there's anxious avoidant. And secure is probably the most common. Anxious and avoidant are the next most common. And then, wait, I said that probably more and said more clearly. So there's secure, there's anxious, and there's avoidant. And those three are the most common. And then there's like this rare <laughs> subset of the population that is anxious and avoidant. And so I listened to the podcast, like, could probably assume that I was anxious pretty steadily. Um, and then I bought this book last night and started reading it more and more into it. And um, then you were also researching it last night. And we talked a little about this earlier today. But I know what I am. But what were your findings? <laughs> oh, I said that I was for sure secure. But I spent all of my time figuring out everyone else around me. And then I was like, oh, does that mean I'm avoidant? And you said, bingo! <laughs> It's like, whatever. I'll look into it later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could see, like, overall pretty secure, but for sure some avoidant tendencies. So I am anxious avoidant, um, which makes (laughs) my dating life extremely difficult. Because I am either a overly anxious reading into every like everything, every minuscule thing, like and just assuming that it's going to end and that they'll change their mind or they'll, you know, do whatever. Like we could go a lot deeper into that if we wanted to. Um, or I'm the avoidant side. So it's like, okay, it's just you're too close, so I'm gonna go find reasons to be distant. <laughs> um so you can imagine how navigating that is probably why i'm still single <laughs> but it was interesting because it said like if you are in an anxious and or avoidant attachment pattern um, and a person picks a partner who fits with that maladaptive pattern he or she will mm-hmm. most likely be choosing someone who isn't the ideal choice to make him or her happy for sure. Weird. Yeah, because if you're anxious, you tend to pick avoidant. And if you're avoidant, you tend to pick anxious. Like, anxious women are more likely to date avoidant men. And then avoidant individuals actually prefer anxiously attached people, which is interesting. So, like, there are some aspects of it that complement it. But essentially, like, the reasoning of why people 
are attracted to one that isn't necessarily ideal is because they kind of have opposite beliefs, but the other person reaffirms their existing beliefs about relationships, right? So if the avoidant is on the defensive, saying like their self-perception, they're strong, they're independent, and they have this belief that others want to pull them into more closeness or like a tighter relationship than they want, then they're going to go find somebody who's anxious to prove them right, themselves right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so then... Yeah. This one statement is when I was like, oh, um, is that the person with a working model of dismissive avoidant attachment has the tendency to be distant because their model is that the way to get their needs met is to act like you don't have any. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've seen you play that game. I don't need you. I don't need you. Oh, we're just buds. High five. <laughs> I don't need you, but I want you. <laughs> yeah. Don't make and me tell you, I want you to come over. Okay? Yeah. Make a gesture. Show up. And I'll be like, oh, that was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it talks like the book, the part that I'm on, I'm only like a third of the way through it at this point. But it is talking about um, like mixed signals for an anxious type. Like if you're dating and avoidant, you know, they're making it clear like it may not be serious and then they'll do something that says like hey i really like you or i want to spend time with you or you know they'll tell you they want you to meet their family but they'll never actually like, take you to meet their family like stuff like that that is very like dangling the carrot so to speak right but what's tough is that since i identify with like that anxious avoidant state that different parts can navigate at the same time so what's really cool about attachment scenarios or interesting is that there's kind of what they call protest behavior i don't know if you read about this or this far into it um Mm -hmm. and these like activating strategies that cause you to act out in certain ways in relationships based on your attachment style your protest behavior is like the shit that you do you're like okay that wasn't the best idea it doesn't you don't always realize you're doing it in the moment and then you're like why the psychology behind it is it's so ingrained in you to be like hey like they're pulling away like what am I going to do to make them be closer or like creating reasons to talk to them or there was a whole list of examples in this book and the book is called attached by the way is the one that I'm reading yeah I think that's a good idea because that was one that I screenshotted it was like anxious preoccupied attachment um and it said unlike securely attached couples people with an anxious attachment tend to be desperate to form a fantasy bond instead of feeling real love or trust toward their partner they often yeah. feel emotional hunger they're frequently looking to their partner to rescue or complete them although they're seeking a sense of safety and security by clinging to their partner they take actions that push their partner away oh my gosh every college girl in america (laughs) i would say i don't identify the part that's like they need them to feel like safe what was it like safe in something but like yeah that's the whole thing i mean there was a study that they talk about in that book that says that when women who are in anxious attachment styles thought about negative scenarios like conflict or breakups or the death of a partner there's emotionally related areas of their brains that lit up to much higher levels than women with other attachment styles it's like literally like it's not just like a control thing like obviously you learn to manage and move toward the different styles and move more toward a secure style but essentially like i'll read this part it says the brains of people with an anxious attachment style react more strongly to thoughts of loss and at the same time under recruit regions normally used to down regulate negative emotions 
So what that means is that once your attachment system is activated, you find it much harder to turn it off if you have an anxious attachment style. And so like for me, like that makes so much sense, even in work situations and not just relationship scenarios, um, but especially in relationship scenarios, like, hey, like it starts to go bad, like, or like you read into something and it does talk, this book talks about how anxious people do have what we referenced earlier. They have a, a stronger skill set for picking up and like the slight facial you know differences or emotional regulations of other people but then it goes too far <laughs> like they read into every single one of those because they mm-hmm. do read them more and so yeah. the, they talk about the studies behind it, what's found it and it, like it's just super interesting to me but now I don't have any excuses to get my shit together and so I'm like hey like every guy I'm like can you take this test I want to know your Enneagram type I want to know your attachment style and I want to know your love language and then we can maybe have a date if all of these things <laughs> fall into like my preconceived parameters <laughs> so um yeah that shouldn't, that shouldn't scare any. like maybe wait for like second date second date i mean it's fine slide that in but that's why that's why like the avoidant side of me goes like the anxious side's like hey like you know play it safe don't be like too needy and then the avoidant side is like just fucking lay it all out there if they run they run you know <laughs> Reading more into this, I might have some dismissive avoidant attachment. It's like it says people with a dismissive avoidant attachment have the tendency to emotionally distance themselves and seek a lot, seek isolation and feel pseudo independent, taking on the role of parenting themselves. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I don't need you. I can do this. Sometimes I do um, need you. It's like that's the difference between us. I'm like, come love me. <laughs> But, like, not for too long. (laughs) This is good. We should for sure have a book club on this. Yeah, we could do it in our Facebook group. Yeah, this is going to be the new Enneagram, and people are going to be like, oh, my gosh. Just kidding. Yeah, like, I think this is all, like, all plays together, right? Like, it's oh for sure. about your personality and how you can respond in certain situations and, like, why you think what you do. But this is, like, hey, like, your, like, visceral reaction to certain situations. And the interesting part of the attachment styles, too, we talked about this, is, like, from a very, very early age, like, mm-hmm. babies, you can start to tell their attachment styles because of how they react to stressful situations with their caregiver. Yeah, and so, like, for example... <laughs> so this is one that I'll end up to on the anxious, like why anxious people shouldn't date avoidant people. <laughs> and so it says the anxious person may find it hard to tell them directly what they need and what's bothering them and mm-hmm. you know, may struggle with effective communication and will res- resort to protest behavior instead, which is, you know, the manipulation. Oh my the God. Games. Have they met you? Hold on. <laughs> and so then it says the avoidant person relationship would be bad at reading your verbal and nonverbal cues and don't think it's their responsibility to do so. <laughs> Friend, I love you, but you're screwed. So you need a secure person. That's it. I need a secure person. Yeah, that's what it pretty much says. Like, that can pacify you. And so anxious people, okay, I keep saying this, like me, I'm very sensitive to any signs of rejection because I have a vigilant attachment system. Yeah, and, and then like, some people send mixed signals that often come across as rejecting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she's difficult to read, guys. It's fine. Just yeah. tell her so she's what if pretty and she's like, hey, here's this and this. What if you both? Yeah, just tell me I'm pretty and pretty. But like, I love learning about this stuff. Well, yeah, and some people I've heard, I was like, I don't understand this. Like, why do people care? And it's like when I read a sentence that I'm like, 
oh my god do they know me you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's really yeah well yeah, it's interesting fall too. down a rabbit hole <laughs> and there were some statistics about avoidant people and how they're in the dating pool more frequently and for longer periods of time because they get over people very quickly so they can start dating again and i'm like cool so what you're saying is that as an anxious type i shouldn't date avoidant people but they're the only ones left in the dating pool <laughs> Yep. God, this is explaining so much. That's funny. And then, like, secure people settle down a lot earlier because they don't take as long to find somebody. See, that's why I know I'm a secure person. But you also take a date a lot before you marry your husband. If you call it dating. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Oh, is that what? (laughs) Yeah, I just dipped my toe in the pool a couple times. It's fine. I just like when I keep reading this book. This is probably what I do when I get off the phone because I just appreciate oh, cool. that. So you love to read, actually. Read. I yeah. When you meet someone new, the probability that they have an avoidant attachment style is high, much higher than their relative size in the population. It's 25%. So not only are they recycled back into the dating pool more quickly, but they are not dating one another, at least not for long. Nor are they dating secure people because secures are less available. Who are they meeting? That's right. You and other potential partners with an anxious attachment style. I am so excited to start dating again, guys. Like, let me tell you. I'm just going to have 72 cats and dogs and live in my bubble. Um, I mean, look how well you've trained your cats. Get back in your Wizard of Oz basket. (laughs) But they're, like, I could pick them all up, but they are so cute when I put them in that little basket and, like, just carry them around the house. (laughs) there's no place like yeah so like essentially what this book is telling me is that it's gonna be very very hard to find somebody who's a secure person but also the bonus is is that i mean you can fly through them and it's fine it's what you do so don't feel bad about it (laughs) (laughs) they made some crack about like promiscuity and oh she's like we listen to your podcast because <laughs> I was like, "Don't act like you know me." <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "What's the I... cop's name?" Just kidding. We're not. That's not. A... I still just. Like, I just want to keep reading the things to everybody. I think you like should. an anxious person needs to be reassured and feel loved, and a secure person feels comfortable telling you how they feel very early on in a consistent manner. God, oh shoot! It's raining now. <laughs> <laughs> okay well it was fun i guess <laughs> i'm gonna get attachment on audible yeah. and then we're gonna have mm-hmm. so much to talk about next week yeah and i'm gonna finish it probably t- tomorrow <laughs> i was gonna say tonight but i have 200 pages okay. left, so it's not don't, good. don't spoil it for me <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm going to send you so many things. I Don't worry, know. there's a lot of books in this. Like, I'll read two in the next week. <laughs> and then we'll have so much more to talk about. But sure. yeah, awesome. That was a good episode, guys. You learned a lot. There's nothing yes. really exciting going on in my life. So we talk about Tasha's kids in the COVID-19 and why you're messed up. So things are things are normal here. Yeah. So if anybody that I've gone on dates with listens to this, just know it's all fixable. Yes. <laughs> and she's working through it. Yeah, and I'm a ton of fun regardless. So and my oldest that has an anxious attachment, I need to work on now. Yeah, before it's he ends fine. up like me. Yeah, so <laughs> it's good. No big deal. No pressure. All right, man. We're three cookies out of your truck. Yep. <laughs> <Bye>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>